You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to an episode of Locked On Cardinals for Wednesday, April the 27th of 2022. Thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen of the day each and every day, Monday to Friday, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I am Lucas Smith, host of the show at LJ Fastball on Twitter. If you're looking for a Twitter follow, be sure you have subscribed on our YouTube channel and anywhere you get your podcast as well, as we are free and available on every single podcasting platform. It's a frustrating game last night for the St. Louis Cardinals as they fall 3 nothing. We're going to have to try and turn it around on Wednesday, it's not going to be easy, and we're talking about the offense today because the offense has just been borderline abysmal over the last handful of games, and it has not been one that is fun to watch. It has not been one that we saw the first two weeks of the season, and they have just looked lost at the plate. We'll talk about the offense. We'll talk about the hit batsman scenarios that caused a little bit of gripe yesterday among the Mets. We'll talk about it all on today's episode, as well as talking about how can the Cardinals try I say try. How can they try and rebound from a bad loss, a couple bad losses, really three bad losses in a row, first losing streak of the season for the St. Louis Cardinals. So we'll see how the Cardinals can rebound. So let's just go ahead and get right into it because where has the offense gone? You look at the last handful of games and the, the lack of run scoring has been quite noticeable. For the St. Louis Cardinals, when you look at it, they scored zero runs yesterday, getting shut out against the Mets. They scored two runs on Monday, and although that was against Max Scherzer, uh, they scored their two runs in the eighth inning. They scored one run against Cincinnati. They scored five on against Cincinnati on Saturday and four on Friday. They were shut out by Miami last Thursday. They scored two runs against Miami last Wednesday. They did score five last Tuesday. So you got some mixed things in there because the first two weeks of the season were really pretty solid. You had the 9 nothing one on opening day. Then you had six and four runs respectively scored on that Saturday and then that that Sunday. You scored six against Kansas City on that Tuesday. You scored 10 runs on that Friday um, against Milwaukee. And then you scored five runs and a loss against Milwaukee on that Sunday the 17th. So you had some run scoring there in the first couple weeks. And it just hasn't been there since really that... Um, that Sunday game against Milwaukee, and I, offense is down across the league. You know that that, that that's the storylines we're reading. That the, the stats back that up. Offense is down league wide. Home run rates are down, but the spin rate and the exit velocities are up. So there's questions on what the baseballs are doing. It, you know, even Chris Bassett, who threw a phenomenal game yesterday, shutting out the St. Louis Cardinals, talked about how Major League Baseball has a problem with their baseballs. And how he he claims that they just don't care. I mean, this is somebody coming off a dominant outing of six innings, two hits, no runs, three walks, and six strikeouts. And he comes out saying baseball's got a problem with baseballs. Because we saw, these are the amount of hits, hit batters we saw yesterday. We'll get into this a little bit more in segment two, but I just want to kind of outline this. Uh, Smith. Dominic Smith was hit. Peter Alonzo was hit. Starling Marte was hit. Brendan Donovan was hit. And Tommy Edmond was hit. All those were it. So I think it's kind of a combination of all these factors coming together. It's a combination of Cardinals just not hitting. Teams go through these slumps. It's a combination of the baseballs being questionable because Goldschmidt and Kisner both barreled baseballs up yesterday and they were out. 
Again, that's going to happen. I'm not saying every time you barrel up a baseball, you should hit a home run. But when you barrel up a baseball like that, with that launch angle, that should be going out. And again, it's easy to sit here and say this now that the Cardinals lost. I'm not trying to make excuses. But that is a factor in it. You also have to factor in that the Mets pitching is just really, really, really good. You go from Max Scherzer, who's a Hall of Fame, first ballot Hall of Fame pitcher, then you go to Chris Bassett, who's an above-average pitcher, and today the Cardinals are going to have Carlos Carrasco, who is also an above-average pitcher. Mets pitching is phenomenal. It's just bad timing from the Cardinals' perspective. You know, you go through a slump, and you have to face arguably one of the one of the best rotations in all of baseball. Bad timing. You also have to ask the question, was the early season offense a fluke? You know, you, you could say that, yes, when, when you're looking at they scored all those runs against Pittsburgh, because Pittsburgh excuse me, objectively is not a good baseball team. But then you look at it, they scored some runs against Milwaukee. They said that they had a 10 run, the 5 run there, and the 5 runs against Miami on the first game of that series as well. Miami has some exceptional pitching. So you could say that it's, I don't know if it's exactly a fluke. There definitely is um, maybe a thought process to say that it was maybe a, a bit out of the ordinary, maybe a little bit of, of a higher level, but I still think this offense is, is deep when they're right. They're just not right right now. So I think it's a combination of all this, but with that loss and with Milwaukee's win, uh, the Cardinals find themselves in second place, just one game out of, of first place in the National League Central, not the end of the world. But the Cardinals need to figure out some, some way to get going. Nolan Arenado had a blistering start to the year. He's come back down to earth just a little bit. Paul Goldschmidt started to get going. Now he's really not. And beyond that, we've seen Kisner find some success. But outside of that, we really haven't seen anybody have an abundant amount of success. I mean, you look at the lineup that they're rolling out there today. Tommy Edmond, I think he's two for his last 15 or 18, I saw. Paul Goldschmidt, I already talked about him. Tyler O'Neill yet to really get it going on a consistent level. Nolan Arenado's DHing can get a little bit of a half day off. Talked about him. Corey Dickerson, the DH, not getting it done. Dylan Carlson just looks lost out there at certain points of the season. Paul DeYoung. And Yadier Molina talked about him in recent weeks' episodes as well as the Mundo Sosa getting the start today. All three of those are just struggling. are just struggling. I talk about it frequently that, that you need as few amounts of question marks in a lineup as you can get. You need periods, exclamation points, solid, you know what you're going to get. And right now, the Cardinals just don't know what they're going to get. I think it's a combination of bad timing, the baseball's being questionable. Mets pitching being really freaking good. It's a combination of all of those things. Bottom line, it's frustrating to watch. Because this pitching staff has done phenomenally well. You could also say that that has to do with the baseballs and they're being aided by that, and I understand that. But they were really good yesterday outside of Jordan Hicks. And even Jordan Hicks wasn't terrible. had to leave due to, due to injury. But he, he was charged with two earned runs and two innings. Andre Pallante came in. He didn't allow an earned run um he did allow one of the inherited runners to score, but he himself did not get charged and earned a run. So his ERA is down to .96. Nick Whitgren pitched two-thirds of a scoreless inning of baseball. Patty Naughton made his Cardinal debut and looked pretty solid, ending in a third scoreless baseball. Cody Whitley was scoreless. Aaron Brooks gave up a run. He's struggled so far this year. But those are just a couple of examples of this bullpen being up to the task. Pitching so far this season with all the question marks surrounding it, especially that fifth starter spot, it has been up to the task. Most days. The offense has not been. So I'm not saying it's time to hit the complete panic button. It's time to be... It, it, we're, we're way past being aware of the issue, right? Um, but we need to start getting to, to the mindset 
of how are we going to, to solve these issues? Is it optioning Paul DeYoung? Is it sending Sosa down and calling Gorman up? Is it calling Juan Yepes up to the major league level? Because the Cardinals have some minor league guys that are just absolutely raking with power. With And again, maybe the baseballs down there are, are better baseballs. Who knows what the baseballs actually are because Major League Baseball hasn't been exactly transparent with it. You know, you got the, the humidors in every stadium now that were only in nine or ten stadiums last year. So that is, is at least consistent. And if the baseballs are going to be this way, the baseballs are going to be this way. I don't particularly care if they're one way or the other, as long as baseball remains consistent with it. But we're starting to get to the point, circling back to the Cardinal offense here, where decisions are going to need to be made at some point. You're going to need to make a decision on how long do you let Paul DeYoung take at-bats away from Nolan Gorman. Decisions are going to be made as to how long do you withhold at-bats from Juan Yepes. Brendan Donovan was just called up. He was doing some impressive things. And he, it's, it's his infield versatility that is, has him up at the major league level. You're, you're at a point now where decisions are going needed to be made very quickly. Do you roll with Kisner every day? Call up Gorman. Call up Yepes. And for that fifth starter spot, also a decision is going to be need to be made if Jordan Hicks is unhealthy. Matthew Liebertorz had a decent start down in the minor league. Zach Thompson is coming off a good start in his last outing. This offense right now is not getting the job done. Period. No questions asked. End of conversation. We can have a conversation on how it's going to get better and what solutions could need to be made. But right now, this offense is not getting it done. Let me know what you think the problem is. Is it the baseballs? Is it just the Cardinals timing? Is it the Mets pitching and you have to give credit there? Because in all this conversation, I'm not trying to take away any credit from the Mets pitching. Mets pitching is pretty darn good. Top tier. Cardinals faced a Hall of Famer on Monday. Above average pitcher yesterday. They're facing an above average pitcher today. Not trying to take any credit away from them. But we've seen this trend developing over the last week or so. That the offense, I talked about it, the offense did just enough over the weekend against Cincinnati to get two out of three. Just barely enough to get that job done. Pitching is what really saved their their weekend. Because again, they scored four runs on Friday and five runs on Saturday and just one run on Sunday. Offense right now needs to get in. Let me know what you think. Is it comment in the YouTube comment section? Is it the baseballs? Is it timing? Is it the pitching of the Mets? Is it something I haven't talked about yet? What are you seeing? I'm seeing guys just absolutely miss and just not being at the right time at the plate. I mean, they, they struck out nine times yesterday. Six against Bassett, one against Smith, twice against Odovino. Didn't strike out against Diaz. But the off, I mean, just to finish up the point, a couple of really poor at-bats last night in the ninth inning by Harrison Bader and Paul DeYoung. Harrison Bader, who who got out on a little, excuse me, check, check swing. But here's what bothered me more about the Harrison Bader at-bat. Dylan Carlson walked on four straight pitches. First pitch of the at-bat, Harrison Bader swings and misses on a slider that was nowhere close to the zone. And then on the fifth pitch of the at-bat, it's a little... Check swing, excuse me, popping out to second base. And then Paul DeYoung hits a fly ball on a slider that was not up, but it was in, but still swinging at the first pitch like that. 
you better have an extreme amount of confidence you're going to drive that baseball. That was not a drivable pitch, in my opinion. I'm not trying to be a Mr. Armchair quarterback over here, but... Offense not getting it done. Need to start seeing some quality at-bats. And I'm sure Jeff Albert's job is going to be called in question again by everybody. So again, I'm not trying to hit the panic button, but it is time to start making decisions. I'm not saying fire anybody, but maybe look at your other options that are not just on the 28-man roster right now. That's all I'm saying. Let me know what you think. Um, email at LockedOnCards at gmail.com. DM on Twitter at LJFastball or LockedOnCard, L-O underscore Cardinals, excuse me, on Twitter or Instagram or comment on the YouTube section. So we're talking more about baseballs next. My thoughts on the situation yesterday of all the hit batsmen, um, because it was kind of a fiasco yesterday. So talk about that as well as other things from, from the game yesterday. But first, I'm going to tell you about a product that has revolutionized my life. What is this stuff that I'm talking about? I'm talking about Athletic Greens. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens that help you start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your recovery, your focus, aging. That's a lot of things that this is helping you with. These things are incredibly healthy and it's lifestyle friendly. Whether you're on the keto diet, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, you can have Athletic Greens. Less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals as well. And I know what you're thinking. Yeah, it might be healthy, but what's the price like? It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health. It's cheaper than your cold brew. And you're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's one scoop of water, one scoop in your cup of water every single day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. Nice, easy, convenient. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash MLB Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash MLB Network to take ownership over your health and pick the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. A little bit of hoopla yesterday with uh, people getting hit. Uh, laid out the people who got hit. Talk about it a little bit. Um, my opinion, it was a lot over nothing. Um, but real quick, thank you for making um, this your Locked On Cardinals your first listen of the day. For your next listen, be sure to check out the Locked On Now podcast. Recaps of MLB games with analysis from local experts talking to fans through the season like no other network. No other network does this. Locked On Now is an incredible podcast, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So in my opinion, this whole thing started really when Pete Alonso got hit by Cody Whitley on a a changeup. And I'm not saying it didn't hurt. Changeup to the head hurts. I hope Alonso's okay, seemed okay. Seemed angry and frustrated, and I I, I would be too. I wouldn't like getting hit in the head. I know it's a changeup, but I think it was, you know, high 90s or high 80s or whatever it was. Excuse me. But he he gets it, warnings are issued. Buck Showalter did not like that. But then you saw Edmund get hit by Odovino. That was after Whitley was in the game. You saw Marte get hit by Brooks. That was after. So you saw two guys get hit. And again, breaking balls. You don't have to throw somebody out after a warning. But I thought it was just a big deal made over little to nothing. 
because the Cardinals got brushed back a little bit before. Like I said, um, Edmund got hit, I believe it was, by ba- or sorry, Donovan got hit by Bassett. Edmund got hit by Odovino. Beg your pardon. But again, not trying to blame it on the baseballs, but like I said, even Chris Bassett, who was coming off six shutout innings against the Cardinals, talked about after the game that baseball has a problem with Major League Baseball has a problem with their baseballs, and his words, they don't care. That, that, that should tell you something. If a pitcher coming off that kind of success still has some bad things to say about the baseballs. If Jordan Hicks came out and said that, um, then maybe you say, oh, he was having a bad start or a bad day. Aaron Brooks said that after last night. Oh, he had a bad day. Of course, going to say that. But even Chris Bassett said it. But again, going back to the hit-by-pitches, I thought it was just a big deal over little to nothing. They all looked incidental in every situation. No scenario dictated people getting hit on purpose. I think today we could see some some fireworks. I think that's the word that Brad Thompson used on the telecast. Ricky Horton, John Rooney also talked about it on the radio, that we could see some some high-flying action today. I, would, I never condone hitting anybody with a baseball. Uh, seems kind of odd to, to want to hit somebody with a baseball. Um, but we could see something today. Could see some extra warnings given out today. Again, I just thought it was a big hoopla over little to nothing. In my opinion. In my humble opinion. Uh, we'll see what happens today if anybody gets hit. But who also got hit was Jordan Hicks. As he left the game with a right wrist contusion, I believe was the official report. X-rays have come back negative on Jordan Hicks, which is good to hear. Because with his arsenal of stuff, he could be really, really good. Yet to put it all together at the major league level, he's really yet to stay healthy for a, an extended period of time, more than a season or season and a half or so. So hopefully this does not put him back on the IL. But if he is put on the IL, that fifth starter spot once again is wide open. Do the Cardinals go with Jake Woodford? Do they go finally with prize prospect Matthew Libertor? And that is a real option. I don't think that the Cardinals have to stick internal with that fifth starter spot. I really don't. When I say internal, I mean on the current Major League roster. I'm not saying they make a trade. They might, but I doubt they will. But if Jordan Hicks is down, I'm not saying end the experiment. I'm just saying why rush him back to be a starter when you have other options. You could go Woodford, Libertor, Thompson, etc., etc., you have other options outside of the Major League roster. Maybe you go Woodford for a start. You see how Libertor and Thompson do another round through. If Hicks is only needing to miss one start, then maybe you kind of finagle your way through, and I get that. That'd be fine. So I hope Hicks is okay. Like I said, x-rays have come back negative on him already, so that's a good thing. But we'll see what comes out of that fifth starter spot. Because right now, it's a weakness. Just right now, it's empty in my, <laughs> the way that I see it. It is completely empty. Because Hicks is hurt, and you don't know what, what he's going what he's going to bring you. So this is kind of a shorter segment because the hit by pitches again. I don't want to spend too much time on it. I did want to talk about it because it happened yesterday, but it it was just a hoopla over nothing. <laughs> you would maybe like to see a couple more Cardinals get hit so that maybe they actually have base runners. That would have been nice to see yesterday, offensively speaking, because they were 0 for three with runners in scoring position. That's right; they only had three runners in scoring position, or three at bats with runners in scoring position. 
And they left eight runners on base. No extra base hits, by the way, yesterday for the Cardinals again. Edmund had two stolen bases. So that was good. But this offense right now is just simply not fun to watch. Simple. So how do the, how do the Cardinals rebound? They've lost the series, done and over, can't try and go out and win a series. You can't go out there for pride. And that's what the Cardinals will be doing today, in my opinion, as Steven Matz gets the ball against his former team. I'll be talking about it next in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you guys about the best tasting protein bar in all of the market, and that is Built Bar. It almost feels like you're eating a candy bar when you're getting a Built Bar because that's how good they taste. And if you haven't tried Puffs, you're missing out on one of the best Built Bars tasting products ever because a Puff is the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. You heard that right. They are fluffy, marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They are a treat. They are covered 100% in real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite, and Puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. So is every other Built Bar. Yes, Puffs included and Built Bars, 100% real chocolate. These are low-calorie, high-protein bars. You can replace your candy bar with these because they're better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories, while most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. So if you want to stay healthy but still get a delicious treat, instead of going for a candy bar, get yourself a Built Bar. Incredible flavors to choose from. Double chocolate, mint brownie, coconut, and new flavors every month. So be sure to go to Built.com and check them out today. They're all about the taste. They make it taste good first and then worry about the health factors and they hit it correct on the nose every single time. Go to built.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15. That is L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order at built.com. How do the Cardinals rebound? Because right now that, that needs to be the Cardinals' number one focus. And I'm really not sure if um, the Cardinals can rebound, offensively speaking, because they were just bad yesterday. Plain and simple. that They'll be the first game on the docket today. 12-15 is the first pitch. Um, they're facing Carlos Carrasco, who's off to a phenomenal start to his 2022 season. And three starts, 18 and a third innings pitched. He's 1-0, but he's got 20 strikeouts. His whip is under 1 at .6, ERA. His most recent start came against San Francisco, who's tied for first or first in the NL West. Seven and two-thirds of an inning. Four hits, two earned, no walks, seven punch-outs. To start before that against Arizona, five shutout innings with two walks and eight punch-outs. His first start of the year came at Washington. Five and two-thirds, an earned run, five punch-outs, two hits. Not going to be too easy today for the St. Louis Cardinals offense. Luckily, they have Steven Matz going, who is coming off two really solid starts of his own. Five and two-thirds inning of shutout baseball at Milwaukee. Six punch-outs and five innings. One earned run baseball against the Reds. Two walks and six punch-outs. This will be his first start at home since the disastrous start against Pittsburgh, in which he gave up seven earned runs, nine hits, and three innings of work. So Steven Matz is going to have to go out there and just throw zeros. That needs to be his mindset, especially with how the Cardinals' offense is going. But just not to get too nitpicky with it, to kind of go more general here, playoff teams, by and large, do not get swept at home. Playoff teams, by and large, do not get swept at home. 
It's not a maybe and or kind of sort of, they don't let it happen. And I'm not saying if the Cardinals lose today, that's not me saying they are not a playoff team, season's over, done. My point is, the mindset needs to be, this is our house, we don't get swept here. We find a way to make it happen. Make them beat you. Don't make, don't make silly mistakes. Don't have bad at-bats in the ninth inning. Don't make errors that you don't need to make. Don't make mental errors that you cannot make. Bit of a paradox there, but you get my point. Playoff teams do not get swept at home. Cardinals consider themselves a playoff team. I do as well. Despite all the talk I've talked about today on how bad the offense has been and how it's going to it's starting to become a major it's a how it's starting to become a major problem, all that is still true. I still see this team after 162 becoming a playoff team. Playoff teams do not get swept at home. Go out there today. Play your best nine innings of the year. That needs to be the mindset. Can't have that mindset every day because then it loses its meaning and you don't actually have that and you end up losing, in my opinion. You go out there and try and do your best. But today, it needs to be an intentional effort to have your best nine innings of baseball that you have played the entire year. It's not going to be easy. Carlos Carrasco on the mound. Day game after a night game. Might be some tired legs in there. Haven't had a day off in a while. I get it. but you do not get swept at home. That needs to be the message in the dugout today. We do not get swept at home needs to be the message in that Cardinal dugout today. Period. Need to trust Steven Matz to get the job done. Offense needs to do just... They need need to do more than what they did yesterday, obviously, and even what they did on Monday and what they did on Sunday. It's early. I get that. A lot of season left to be played. A loss today does not ruin the season. I understand that. I acknowledge that. I agree with that. I just said it. Still, don't get swept at home. Can't happen. Cannot happen. You have to do everything they can today to not let it happen. I consider myself an optimist with Steven Matz on the mound. I like their chances. Let me know what you think. Comment in the YouTube comment section. Maybe you're watching this after the game's over. Let me know if I've been right. I'll be watching today, but still. (laughs) Cannot get swept at home. That's going to wrap it up today. Ended up on a little bit of a rant, a little bit of an excitement note there. Sorry about that. No, I'm not sorry for, for being a little serious about it. Cardinals can't get swept at home. That's that's how it works. Uh, but, so thank you for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen of the day. Be sure to make Locked on MLB your second listen of the day with Paul Francis Sullivan, but please call him Sully as he brings you his unique perspective on Major League Baseball, both past and present. Be sure to tune back in tomorrow. I'll be talking about either how the Cardinals did their job when they weren't swept at home or how they did not do their job when they were swept at home, as well as previewing the upcoming weekend set against Arizona. So looking forward to talking to you guys tomorrow. Until that happens, be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic rest of your day.